Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. We're going to round out a series called Imagine More Today. And as we imagine more um, in the series, our theme verse has come out of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And it says, Now to him, Jesus, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than, we, than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And so as we see uh, this verse play out, this series, the idea has been a vision series. A faith-growing experience um, that continues today. Uh, a way to expand our vision where we're expecting God to show up. Expecting God to do something. If he's able, God, then I want to see you at work in my life. I want to see you at work around me. And I believe that you're able. And we also see that it's at work within us and through us. And we see that God's doing stuff in us and through us in this life. Um, I want to look today specifically um, at the Christmas story. I want to look at the wise men or the magi. So if you have your Bibles, you can open them to Matthew chapter 2, uh, verse 9. This is going to set the stage as we get ready to bring our gifts and our words later uh, this morning. It says in Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 1, it says that Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. King Herod historically um, was a builder. He was a very shrewd leader at the same time as we'll find out very paranoid um, about his leadership as well. And it says that about that time, wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem what little we know about these wise men, we don't know that it was three, uh, but we do know that there was plural. But this, this idea, they th we think they came roughly from uh, Persia, a land about 900 miles away. And so they had the, the first Christmas traveling season where they go and travel. 900 miles away uh, west of us is L.A., all right, so they're going to travel from Los Alamos to L.A. and make this trip. It's not an easy trip. It's not a one-day trip. they got to take some time to make this happen. And it says, when they arrived, they asked, they said, where's the newborn king of the Jews? We're looking for a new king. Remember we said that Herod's a little bit paranoid. Uh-oh, there's a new king in town. We saw his star as it rose, and we've come. Why did they come? Let's say this together. We've come to... Worship him. Why did they come? They came to worship. Now, Herod, he, he kind of freaks a little bit. Hey, I'm the ruler in this area. Now there's a new king. I, I don't think so. And so he kind of lies to them. He says, tell me where this new king is at so I can go worship them, him too. He doesn't want to worship. He wants to kill him. It says, says so. And then in verse 9, it says, after this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem, and it went ahead of them, and it stopped over the place where the child was. I want to talk today about your place of worship. The place of your worship. Where do you 
worship? Where's the place of your worship? You might say, well, I worship at church. But, but worship is not just singing some songs. Worship is more than, than just going to church. Worship is our life. You were created to worship, and everybody worships something. You might like, well, how do I know what I worship? It's, it's pretty simple. You can, it, it can also be a little bit um, like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to kind of admit that. But you look at your time, you look at what you think about, what you worry about, you think about what your, uh, how you use your finances, the words that you say, and it gives you a picture of this is my life. And this kind of indicates what I worship. I could say one thing, but my actions may show another. What is the place of your worship? And it really boils down to one of two things in our life. I can either worship God or I worship myself. I do what I want, when I want, how I want. And if I look at my life, that's kind of how it goes. Or, hey, I've given my life to God. Like he controls, he directs. And, and where's your place of worship? They came to worship. So I want to get, I want to go over three things real fast this morning, quick little devotional on three things to get us in the right place of worship. Because as we look at those things, it might be a little bit intimidating. Like, well, how do I get to the right place of worship? First, the prompting of worship. It says, when they saw the star, they got a prompting, they saw a star and they were filled with joy. Now, what, what to me is amazing about this is if you follow scripture, uh, God's really not a fan of people worshiping stars, of following stars. Like, he, he created them. Don't worship them. Be in awe and wonder, but know who made those stars. These guys are pagan rulers traveling from a foreign land. They're following stars. Here's what I know and I love about God and the good news about God. Even in the middle of your sin, God will still use that to draw you in. And say, hey, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want you to sin, but I've known there's times in my life in the middle of my sin. Thank goodness God didn't just, he could have struck me down. But by his grace said, no, I love you. Let me draw you in. Let me kind of convict you here and pull you in. This is good news. That God's using them even while they're following stars to say, I'm going to bring you in to find this Savior. And it says, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. If you break it down in the Greek, those four words, it says, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I think they were happy. I think they were excited. Rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Don't let anybody... Tame your worship. Been to too many churches where we go and we sing or we talk about Jesus and we're like, eh, it's like more like a funeral. <laughs> that old song, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then your, your, your face will surely show it. Show it. it they, re, they rejoiced exceedingly. With great joy, when they found this king, they saw this star that was pointing to him. They got prompted to worship, and they were excited to worship. It's okay to be excited about worshiping a Savior. 
The second was their position in worship. It says that they entered the house and they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and they worshiped him. Now, now notice this because we, we read the Bible, we read the Christmas story and we're like, boom, 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 all these things just happen, happen, happen. They entered the house. This is, this is uh, later in, in the birth narrative. Uh, scholars would say he, they entered the house. He's now toddler. Um, he, you know, roughly two. We don't know exactly, but this isn't, this isn't baby Jesus. This is toddler Jesus. And they, they came and they bowed down and they worshiped. Have you ever been around a two-year-old? Come on, where's my parents of my toddlers at? Come, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why we're like, get over there. What? Because toddlers, man, they're smelly. <laughs> they, they're, they, they don't care. They just really don't care. Like I remember uh, my youngest when he, when he was two, in the middle of the night, there was one, Dad. And like you know, you're kind of waking, Dad. And I, and I, and I get up and I go, What son? What's going on? My door is closed. His door was open, but it had shut about eight inches, just a little bit. And he was upset and could not sleep because that door had just moved eight inches. Eight inches. They don't, they don't care. I mean, you're like, well, I need my pinky. Or you give them the green cup and like, nope, they're not going to drink out of the green cup. They need the blue cup. Um, now that they're um, four, my, my youngest is four. They're messy, too. They're not just stinky or, 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 or rude at times. They, they're just kind of messy. I, my, on Fridays... It's actually a, a fun thing for me. I get to go and um, have lunch with my four-year-old at his pre- preschool. And, and it's a little dad time. And you think, oh, it's so fun or whatever. You get to go have lunch. It's, it's cool. It's a nice little dad moment. It's also the grossest experience of my life. To eat lunch with a bunch of four-year-olds, it's absolutely disgusting. Like, they'll be sitting there and we're talking. And one of them literally takes a blueberry and goes, watch this shoots the blueberry across the table, and before you can say, hey, don't do that, the other kid across the table grabs the blueberry and starts eating it. You have conversations. You're talking about uh, Paw Patrol or PJ Mask and uh, my, my son's friend, John John. I'm sitting there. We're having a serious conversation about Gecko and PJ Mask, but he's got spaghetti just stuck to his face, and he's just talking to me, and I'm like trying to not gag. This really it, it affects me. It's kind of gross. These guys walk into the house and they bow down in front of a toddler. Humbly, their position was humility because they knew who they were worshiping. This is the king of kings. This is the Lord of Lords. I'm excited about this moment. Here he is, the Savior of the world in front of me. And I'll worship him. Their position in worship was to bow down in front of them. And the third thing says they bowed down and they worshiped him. But how did they worship him? It says they opened their treasure chests. And they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave him presents. They were overjoyed to give. And so today, as a church, we're going to offer our worship through a word, through seeking God, that we've been asking you as a church to seek God. What's your word for 2020?
20. Each one of you received a card. In a minute here, when I get done talking, we're going to have some uh, video worship playing, but you'll get up out of your seats. There's some permanent markers here where you can write your word down. This is for you to keep. You can put it in your, in your uh, uh, bathroom, tape it to the window. You can put it in your car, someplace where this is your word for the year in 2020. What do you believe in God for um, in, in 2020? Keep this with you. We're going to worship through giving. You got another card, a, uh, uh, a giving card. We're going to give a, a gift back to God. We believe one of our core values is to love through generosity, that we've been blessed to bless other people. And so you have a card here with simple instructions. One is you can write your word on here because we want to be praying with you and for you on that. So I'm going to ask everybody, put your word on here too. And if you're like, I'm just showing up today. I don't know. Like, that's fine. I'm not going to force you to put a word down. But my guess is, my guess is if I had to like pin you down and just kind of, do you got a word from God lately? My guess is there's probably something stirring in you that you probably even know, just even now in the next five to ten minutes, that you would know, hey, this is what I think God's word is for me. Write that down. And then it has a spot where you can write down giving. And you can, I don't need names, I don't care about names, but this is just a chance for you can say online giving and here's the amount. I can't give right now, but I will in the future. That's fine. Or hey, you know what? I'm not ready to give at this time. That's fine. If this is your first time here, I'm not asking you to give um, either. This service is, is our gift to you. But during this time, we're taking an offering, a special offering, to go and love Los Alamos, to go and be a blessing to the people around us. To, I call it an offering because it's above and beyond what I regularly give. These guys opened their treasure chests because they realized who was before them. And this is our chance to open our treasure chest and say, I'm going to give this back to God. It's not about a dollar amount. This is, this is worship. This is my heart. This is faith and trust in God. And you can put that in there and give. You're like, I don't have any money with me today. I want to give, but I can't. Well, we're in 2019, so uh, you can give online anytime this week. And here's how this is going to work. This is our promise to you and how this Christmas offering is going to work. 100% of whatever is given today, you put it in the, in the offering box or you, you give online. 100% we're just going to give away. Um, we're going to give everything away today. And this week, if you give a one-time gift online this week, we'll, that will go into the Christmas offering as well. So you can give today or you can give online. And all of it we will give away. And we're going to give specifically, half of it will go to Hope Pregnancy Center here in town. We want to support local nonprofits. I wish we could support them all. But right now, at our size, we will support one. And so we're going to, half of it will go to Hope Pregnancy Center, which they help people and they give them resources and build relationships with anybody in town that needs help with a pregnancy. And so we're going to support them this Christmas. I'm excited about that. The other 50% will go to uh, local families in Los Alamos County who are in need this, this Christmas season. And we already have some that have been identified. Um, we have some that people have reached out about some of the tragedies that have happened in, the, in, in this past couple weeks, and we want to help, and we want to be a blessing. But if you know of other people, speak up on their behalf. We want to be a blessing to them. If you yourself today are in need, and you're like, you know what, I could use an extra hand today. I know that is kind of hard to, can be hard to admit or raise your hand and say, hey, I need help, but I think that's a sign of strength. So if you are here today and you need some help, reach out, let us know. We, this is what this is for, is to bless other people, to love other people. So this offering today that you're, you're giving 
I believe we can imagine more because God's going to do amazing things beyond just today, that we leave a legacy beyond just today. And that's, that's how we do this. We have a Love Los Alamos fund set up for those who regularly give. And if you give regularly, thank you, because you're touching lives beyond just Freedom Church and what you see here. We have a heart to love our community, love through generosity. And it's because of your generosity that it has communicated love to other people. And so that's how we're going to spend our Christmas today, getting a word from God, giving a gift back to God. And we're also going to remember God. We have up here the Lord's Supper table. And Scripture, just very very quickly, I want to read a verse to you. It says, after the supper, he, meaning Jesus, he took the, another cup of wine and he said, this cup is the new covenant between This cup is a new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me. This was a radical saying. You've got to understand how radical this was. This would be like me saying, hey, now every time you celebrate Christmas... Every time you put up that Christmas tree, every time you you put the presents under the tree and you say, why are we celebrating Christmas? Do it in remembrance of Pastor Mike Brake. It's all about me. Do this in remembrance of me. You all are looking at me funny, and you should, because that would be insane. You would get up and walk out and leave. Jesus is saying, anytime you celebrate the Passover, it's all, it's do it in remembrance of me. I am the Passover lamb. I am the one that's going to shed my blood. I am the Savior. And they should have got up and walked out of the room, but they realized in worship, and they were like, this is who we're trusting in. This is the Savior. Do this in remembrance of me. This is an act of worship when we do this. That when we take a cup, we got the grape juice, and we got um, some uh, gluten-free bread. Is it gluten-free? Yes, it is gluten-free. Um, you can take a piece of the bread, and you're going to have a time on your own. We're not going to, you're just going to, this is a time of worship with you. You can do it up here. You can do it at your seat. You can do it in the back, however you want. But you spend that time remembering Jesus Christ. And one of the things that I remember, when I remember Christ, and you take the bread and you broke it. He says, this is my body, which is broken for you. He sacrificed his life. Scripture says, by his wounds, we are healed. And so we'll have another station right over here, up front, where we have people who are going to pray for you. Because I know in this season, we can feel like we're alone. Maybe we are alone, but you are not alone here. You are surrounded by a community of people who want to love you, pray for you, pray with you, pray for you. And you might have some hurts, and you just need prayer. You do not have to go this alone. We'll have groups of people who would love to pray for you, and it'll be right over here. You might take an invite card as you come up here and you write your word for the year. There's some invite cards. Maybe you have a friend that you need to invite to Christmas, and you just want to pay, take a card, and you want to go and say, hey, I got a friend would you, that I want to invite. Can you pray for the doors to be open? And they would love to pray for you. What if your friend got saved this Christmas? Last year, eight people got saved at our Christmas celebration time our Christmas in Los Alamos on the Sunday morning and Tuesday night at Christmas Eve. We were only averaging about 40 people at the time, and eight people got saved at our Christmas services. What if it was your coworker? What if it was your family member? Imagine more this Christmas season. So as we're going to take this time, 
We're going to celebrate and we're going to worship. You got so many different activities and you're going to have about mm, about nine minutes. You got about nine minutes between the two songs. You can sing. You don't have to do anything. You can sit if you want, and that's fine. There's, there's a judgment-free zone. But you do, this is your personal time. So you can give your gift. You can give your offering. You can write your word up here. You can take the Lord's Supper. Please take advantage of the people who want to pray. Um, you can sing or you can just contemplate whatever you want to do in this moment. And here's what happened. These guys, they came and they worshiped, but they got more in return. They got the presence of God. It says, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. God continued to speak to them. And in their worship, God said, here's your next step. We at Freedom Church, our mission is to help people take your next step in your relationship with Jesus. And there's something about worship. There's something about just pure praise. I praise you, Jesus, in this moment. I don't care what anybody else says that puts you at his feet. And so often he'll whisper, here's your next step. Go this route. He told the wise men, I want you to go this route. When they gave their presence... They got God's presence. That's what we want. That's what you want. God, I just want to know. Are you here? Are you with me? What's my next step? Do you want me to go here? Seek him in this moment. So I'm going to pray. The worship's going to come up on the, on the, the screen. And then use the next five to ten minutes as these songs play to worship. However you want, freely, before God. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you that... We don't earn any of this to celebrate you, yet it is by your grace and your grace alone. You say, I love you, for God so loved the world that he gave. You gave your one and only son. You didn't just give a little. You gave your very best. And so to honor that, Father, we give you our very best this morning. That's imagine more. That's worship. Imagine more worship in my life in 2020. Where, how would I see you working in and around me? So many God sightings when I worship and honor you. We're going to take this time, God, in the middle of this busy, crazy, hectic season to just bow down and worship you. So I pray you are honored today in a magnificent way. And I pray that you would speak over every soul in this, in this room today. And I pray that in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster. As well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.